0: and it saves everybody time because they don't have to use do paperwork.
1: I agree. I think that what you're talking about is amazing. So the dry cleaning partner that we're with is the National Cleaners Association. Right. They're a, an association of dry cleaners. And when we were talking with them, they said they have these massive books of like special things that need to be done for specific clothing like hey for um I don't have any nice clothes. Um, like a Louis Vuitton jacket right. that has this number in the tag. You have to do this special thing, like you have to flip it over, turn it inside out, and right. sh- do a little shimmy twice. They have a notebook of all of those special things that they have to do database. Hey Alexa, and, it's, what do I do? and they have to physically look through it. Yeah. So, what she said, she's like, let's make a lookup tool, let's integrate that into the app so that way, customer dry cleaners with the Alexa device in their thing can say, hey, What do I need to do for a special Louis Vuitton jacket? And then Alexa just comes back. Oh, you do this. It was released yesterday. Right. Eliminate that stack of work. Eliminate all those. Also,
0: it updates. It's updatable. So if a jacket suddenly realizes that it feels better and it washes better, if you don't turn it inside out, then it could update that database. So it's a marketing point for them to say, we will give you the latest, best best actions or best cleaning on your, your uh, garment or whatever.
1: Yeah. I think it's good that, we're, that it's a subscription model rather than just like trying to say, hey, your business can have this for 1000 bucks or 500 bucks, be- Because we make it, it a subscription. Well, it's a service. So. Be- because it's a service, we, they expect us to always get better. They're, so like every month they're asking, why am I paying the subscription fee? And then they're like, oh, well, this month, this new feature came out. Exactly. And we say that every single month. So that no other competition can ever stop us. Oh, the other one, the POS systems. This is a big gatekeeper in dry cleaning. Is there's like the, the, the database, the back end system where all of the orders are tracked. You know how what, when you put in your clothes at the dry cleaners, they give you a tag back and it's got a number on it. That number gets associated in their databases, which they usually are paying another service for that. It's not They didn't build that themselves. You know, dry cleaners aren't techie people. They, they bought that. They're renting that service from someone else. So we, because everybody uses these systems already, we're trying, uh, well, the National Cleaners Association is talking to those big POS people, and they're saying, hey, let's make a partnership with our voice app that that we're marketing and selling, so that way we can access the fact, all of the, the data that they already have on, hey, this order is now in, or this order is now done, and then connect that up to our Alexa and Google system, so that a customer can say, hey, is my order done? And then the POS system just replies back, "Yeah, your order's done. You can come pick mm-hmm. it up at any time." Or, like you said, as soon as the order's done, Alexa gets a notification, starts flashing a light, and then you say, "Hey, what are my reminders?" And then Alexa says, "Oh, right. well, your order's done at the dry cleaning or place." Through
0: email or text or however. Because I, I know one thing that I like that I noticed that kind of reminds me of that mm-hmm. is when I get lunch at work some days, it goes through this app called oh, no, Sm- Smile Dining. Oh, and what it does is i'll I'll submit my order I'll submit my order online yeah and for food for food it, for lunch and it'll and then it will text me and it'll say, "Your order will be ready for pickup in five minutes or whatever and then and then if it's ready or if it's like ready, then it'll say your order is ready for pickup and so I feel like that's so like I place my order for my dry cleaning or I drop my dry cleaning off, and it's kind of the same way as I want to know when it's done so I know when I can come get it
1: it gives you as the customer more ownership it gives me more it gives un- you it more gives power it gives me
0: more response it gives me more ownership because I when I draw I know when I went to the dry cleaner one thing that I hated about it was that I give it to them and they don't have a good they're not going to tell me definitively when it's going to be done they'll say it will be done in at least a week or it'll be done in at within most seven a week. days yeah within seven and it's like what if it's done in a day and I and I have to wait? Do I want to wait seven days to go get it? It's like, no, because what if I need it? You know, so I want to know exactly when it's done. I want a message, a text message, an email, a notification on Alexa, something to tell me my dry cleaning is done. You can come get it.
1: Now, when you get your dry cleaning done, do you go to the same place?
0: I will when always was the li- go. Do you, do you <laughs> get your dry if, cleaning done often? When I go to, if I were to get my dry <laughs> cleaning done, I would find a place probably I would probably start by looking for the nearest place to me. And if they do a good job, I would probably repeat, be a repeat customer. If they do a bad job, I'd find a new place.
1: Because when I was in high school and I was in j yeah. I went to, what was it? The one by Speedway. The w- across the street from
0: Speedway.
1: From, yes, across the street from Speedway. What is that, the Town and Country Cleaners? I went there too, yeah. Town and Country Cleaners, that's where we go. <laughs> I feel like that's the only place in so That was also
0: one of the only places. In Lebanon, Ohio. In. Yeah.
1: So they've dominated the market. Everybody goes there. Do you think that... I think they still just use paper and pen system. I don't know if they even use a computer. They, I think they may just use a pen and paper system there. They might. Now that we're dealing with some, some large... Most of the dry cleaners that we're working with are based out of uh, New York. Like New York City. So when we go on their websites, they're like, hey, we do delivery. We can do these special things. We have like... they, It's It's crazy how when they're trying to dominate a market that's as competitive as New York City, the kinds of, like, flares and, and like, extra services that you throw on in your marketing.
0: Gotta get them customers.
1: Yeah, gotta get the customers. We ended that on a phenomenal note. You've got to get the customers. You've got to solve the problem. You have to make the world better for the end consumer, the person whose life you're trying to make the sale to. That is my friend, Steve. We were jamming on my dry cleaner, one of the in-services of Voice First, and Steve is just one of my close friends. we He's probably my longest friend of my life. The person I was born with, we went through preschool together. We weren't physically born together, but we started in preschool. Steve went off to Cali for a few years with his family while he was young, and when he came back, Steve at the time was the one with the long hair and I had short hair, but we've always been close. Through grade school, preschool, high school, even through college, we've always made time to come back and reconnect. I feel like if there's anybody who is who is my actual twin, who understands how I'm acting and what it means and can see who understands me as a person on the deepest level, it's probably Steve. So to be able to talk with him and what his thoughts are on dry cleaner and how we can make it better. I know that he sees how I'm already thinking and is able to give me feedback to make the business better. Because he sees what I see, and I see what his sees, so our 1 plus 1 doesn't equal 3, it somehow equals 4. Like, we definitely aren't stretching to the point where if 1 plus 1 plus 1 was collaborating, but the two of us collaborating, it's an entirely new level. I wish, I wish I could bring Steve onto the team, I, but at the same time, it's just nice to have him collaborating in any way. So, with the time that he's got, and with his commitments, I'm just happy to be able to sit down with him and have a talk with him about my dry cleaner which it sounds like he had some great stuff to talk about. He's saying we have to figure out how to benefit the end consumer. And some, consu- some businesses have dominated a market. Like in my hometown, the dry cleaning service everybody uses. Literally every single person in town goes to our dry cleaning service. They don't do pickup or delivery. They still use pen and paper and they, they just rely on the fact that there is very little competition in our area. These are the dinosaurs that are waiting to become extinct. They're not trying to become new. They're comfortable and they're resting on their laurels, understanding the business that they have today, failing to recognize the dangers that will steal that tomorrow. They have no fear, which is great, but at the same time you have to stay curious to what tomorrow can hold. If you're trying to build legacy, if you're trying to build a business that's gonna last centuries, you have to always be saying, when you wake up in the morning, today is a new day, tomorrow is the past, I'm sorry, yesterday is the past and tomorrow is the future. Don't spend any time dwelling on the future and at the same time, what lessons did yesterday of the past teach me that I can implement today to make tomorrow better. It's making small investments in long-term investments for your company so that way you can just continue to grow, learn, improve, never slow down, always be researching and developing and just making it so that you don't fall behind. We do that by collaborating and whiteboarding every day. We say we start off our day by saying, okay, what can we execute? We use the Pomodoro technique to have constant cycles of 30 minutes of work, 5 minutes of break physical exercise, 30 minutes of work, 5 minutes of break, a uh, break and physical exercise, you know, another 30 minutes of work and then 5 minutes of break and physical exercise. And we work down through a list of goals and then at the end of the day, we reward ourselves. We reward ourselves by planning for the future. We sit on a whiteboard, we talk to each other, and we talk about, okay, this is what we did today. What's the next step on the roadmap? How are we going to make our customers' lives better in 10 years? How are we going to be adding value to this world? And we sit there, and we jam, and we jam, and we jam, and we document it all. We put it all on film. We put it all in our notebooks. We record it and put it out on these podcasts. That way, we have proof. We, we can not, proof for ourselves to be able to look back and say, look at how far we have come. Because a lot of people just don't see how fast we're growing and and when we can document this and then we can show the distance that we've come by showing where we started and our steps in between. It helps us to be able to create a better story for ourselves, for our legacy, for everybody that's involved. It just helps on so many levels to be able to see an accurate representation of what I am experiencing in the founding of this company, what my team is experiencing, the people that we are collaborating with, the partnerships we're forming. It's day one every single day, and it geeks us out. It makes us so excited to wake up and to go and get started when we realize that this is nothing. Like, this is just the start. Voice First is doing some awesome stuff. We're getting some crazy business on Udemy, and this podcast is starting to get a lot of attention. We're having our dry cleaning business start to take off our Upwork businesses getting back on the ground and reestablished. We're trying to create multiple sources of income that are going to passively generate money for our company. We're trying to make long-term investments to build a foundation now that's going to stretch us into the long-term and we wake up every day and we try to collaborate and then we execute and, and we, we hit challenges along the way and we're learning every single day. We're not making the same mistakes twice though. We have separated it so that our production code is separate from our behind the scenes code. We're creating systems like automated deployments on Bitbucket pipelines, or using Travis continuous integration or any other continuous integration or automated development, automated deployment tools that make it so that my unit testing and my deployment is faster than ever. We don't get slowed down as much because we can continue to work faster because what I've done is my role as founder is I've looked at my team. I'm a very technical founder, so I look at my mostly the engineering team and I say, okay, you guys are the ones that are truly bringing value to our customers. How can I make your lives easier? How can I see what your mission is? How do I see the, the ways that you're spending your time on, the ways that frustrate you about spending your time, and how do I remove those roadblocks so that you guys can stay in flow longer? I want to create spaces of deep work. I want to give them assignments that encourage them to grow, to be able to hit a state of flow so that they're happy, they're excited, but they're also challenged. They're learning, they're providing value. They found the intersection of what they're good at, what provides value, and what they enjoy. Similar to the principle of Kaizen, just getting 1% better every single day, being able to provide people flow gets them excited to want to wake up in the morning, keeps them driven throughout the day, and then gives them so much gratitude when they go home to be able to share their excitement of the workplace that they've just interacted with. I want Workplace to be a fun and enjoyable learning space. I want people to have fun coming and just thinking about the future and then trying to think of their piece and making it happen and executing on that. Because we got to have a balance. We realize, RJ and I, when we do this sometimes, we get lost. You can get lost either in the execution in the weeds or in the ideation. With the weeds, we get I get lost in just the technology. I'll sit and I'll spend half an hour trying to modify one single response that nobody's gonna see, like it's 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 like the CD problem in in Monsters Inc. When I was reading Creativity Inc., um, they were saying how there's a stack of CDs when Boo first runs in to the to the room with uh, Mike, Sully, and um, shoot, what's the blue dinosaur's name? I can't remember. Mike is maybe it's Mike and Sully. Maybe that's both of the dinosaurs. So both of those monsters are in there and booze running around and they knock over a stack of CDs. The art engineers on that team for Monsters Inc. spent weeks putting the designs, putting individual faces and artwork on each of those CDs in like two, three hundred CD stack. Nobody saw a single one of those CDs. So all of that time was spent on something that nobody would ever see. And I get caught in the weeds doing that. I love the technology, I love the engineering so much. That I just get stuck in the weeds and forget to recognize the bigger picture how am I benefiting the customer yes this is a cool technology but how am I adding value to the customer to the people that are getting their laundry done to the business owners that are running dry cleaning companies how am I making their lives better so when I get back to that then I get stuck on the opposite end. The opposite end is always in the planning stage, always thinking about and talking about what we need to do to make the customer's lives better, to make the product better, to get it closer to market, to increase our margins, to make the customers happier. Just this, this talking, this clouds, this in the air, nothing actually getting done, but a lot of big picture being seen, the macro being examined, all of that. When we get stuck up there, no real value is being added. It's just ideation. So one of the keys that we've been realizing is we have to both develop and talk. We have to execute in the morning by writing down our goals, setting Pomodoros so that we're always striving to hit the markers that we set the day before. And then at the end of the day, we take a step back and we say, okay, how did we do today? What do we need to do moving forward knowing what we got done today? And how can we make the customer experience better? And then it becomes a cycle of like a breathe in and breathe out we breathe in these ideas and the feedback from our community and from other podcast guests and from the content that we consume online and from the conferences that we go to and the meetups that we attend and then we breathe out and we breathe out all of our expertise we breathe out our execution our code that we're putting out on a daily basis our ability to just it's putting back to the world the breathe in is the taking out and learning from the world, and the breathe out is putting back into the world something that we have modified, changed, or altered, and that we think is adding value. It's remixing things that have already exist to create something new. Finding that balance is just a continuous cycle. So today for me, with the dry cleaner, what I'm working on is I'm updating, I'm working on with Samir, updating to version two, which is gonna be a smarter version of the dry cleaner. We realize that Alexa already has a lot of information that we can leverage as a company. So we're just leveraging the information that Alexa already knows, like their address, their name, people's emails, people's phone numbers, and that way Alexa already knows that so we can ask less questions and make interactions with Alexa shorter. So rather than needing to ask them 10 questions, and that'll take three minutes of their time, we can ask them three questions and it takes less than a minute of their time. Saving one customer time, okay, we save them two minutes. What if we did that for a million customers? That's, what, two, three million minutes saved of human time? Holy cow. Can you imagine how much faster humanity is going to be able to innovate, achieve, and just do more with their time rather than sitting there and talk to Alexa to try to schedule a dry cleaning pickup? If humans don't have to spend time doing or worrying about or calling for their laundry, if they can just say, as soon as they have the thought, hey, Alexa, pick up my laundry, and then the dry cleaner just comes and picks it up, the easier we can make it for customers to do that, the better our service is going to be because we, we really think that it's, like, there's so many dry cleaning companies out there that are trying to make this task easier for people. They exist in every city around the globe. There are also more Alexa and Google devices in every single consumer's home. Yet, people have not tapped into that market to just bring dry cleaning companies to Alexa and to Google Assistant. So, we're just showing people that it's possible. We're saying, hey, it's here. It's gonna change every single industry and in voice. Us as a company, we're only able to achieve so much. There is so much opportunity in voice. Every idea that you have when you listen to this podcast or when you're scrolling through Twitter or when you're talking to your devices, there are so many opportunities. It just takes someone like you to go and grab that and make it happen. You have to find technologies like Google Assistant, Amazon Alexa, the Jovo framework, Invocable Voice Tech, like any technology that you can. Remix them together, create something new, and then find a way to add value. Think of your problem first, start with why you're doing something, what is the problem that we're trying to solve, then get into how. The how is the tools that you're using, whether that's, I, I, our big how at voice first is we use the how of voice technologies in every single tool that's in it. We focus on the voice realm and the the tools that we can use in that space, but for you it may be different. This is just us specifically, we're hands down, double down, all dedicated to voice. So your how are your tools that you're going to use to accomplish your why and then the what those are the specific nails that you're going to hit the screws you're going to drill the tasks you're going to implement in order to accomplish your why they're the day to day those are the grinds so you start with the why start with that high level know what your goal is real quick get into your house move to your what's and execute please execute don't talk about things all day bring it to life too many people are just going to sit around and talk about uber nobody's going to go out and build the competitor lift nobody's going to build the waymo nobody's going to build the postmates it takes someone is going to sit there and they're going to wake up every day and they're going to be working towards that goal and the people that are getting one percent closer to those goals every day are the ones that are successful because you see them in 10 years and you say wow they've been working on the single goal for 10 years they've gotten one percent closer to it every single day how would anybody ever keep up with this guy he absolutely loves what he does Find that intersection of what you love, what you're good at, and what adds value to this world. You'll do fine.